Hello and welcome to this episode of the Fit Finance Sessions with me, Henry Elliston, Tim Wood, and just back from his holidays and now self-isolating, Mr. Tom Senegals. Hello, chat. Hi. Highly contagious. Please don't come near me. <laughs> Uh, today we're going to talk when in the in the week that Boris has just uh, nominated two new chiefs to the BBC. We're going to theme our talk around BBC, namely Biden, Brexit, and COVID. Um, but to start, Tom, tell us all about Joe Biden and the U.S. presidential election. Yeah, so I think um, there's some data out from the Economist, which is uh, predicting a very strong Biden win, um, pretty much across all fronts and also saying that he'll li likely have control of the Senate and the House, so, which, is, which is a good thing because that provides a more effective government. Um, if there's a split in the, in the House and the Senate and, and who's the president, then it makes it harder for them to govern, harder to get legislation through. Um, but it's looking less and less likely like a, a Trump win. Um, now, that doesn't mean to say that that will happen. Polls are always well not always but can be quite wrong sometimes um but uh in terms of what that happens in terms of investments then it's probably more likely to be corporation tax rises um biden's talking more about uh, they're the moving more towards the left even for for the democrats more towards sort of sanders-esque policies um and giving more power to the workers rather than the wealthy that's kind of the the tone being taken so um, increase in corporation tax rises, um, which will reduce corporate earnings in America. So there are some headwinds for America. I think you've seen um, high valuations, good earnings, but it, that will dampen things. If Trump, uh, if Trump does win, then that will be more positive. Um, but there's also going to be more spending on healthcare and, and other bits and pieces. So lots more stimulus. Stimulus means more inflation. So need equities to to provide a hedge against those going forward. Um, but also maybe uh, I know we've been saying it for years, but maybe the the long ball run that uh, American stocks have had is maybe starting to slow um, with a slightly uh, slightly stronger dollar um, and um, yeah, and just those earnings being hampered by by a corporation tax. Um, the big tech companies are probably still going to generate lots of cash. Um, I don't see them selling off, but it's probably just putting a bit of headwind on, on US stocks um, and maybe provides more opportunities in European and, and undervalued UK stuff. It's quite interesting, actually, looking at, looking at that. I was looking at a chart of the S&P 500 the other day. And if you strip out the FANGs, Facebook, Amazon, Netbook, there's a couple of others I can't remember. Uh, Google, Alphabet. Um, the rest of the S&P is pretty much flat. hasn't made any growth at all. And yet the S&P, I think it's up to so like 15% over the course of the year, just driven by the growth in their stocks, which is extraordinary. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, very lo it's very lopsided. And I think that's, that's why you see indexes like the FTSE being down because there, there's no exposure really to, to large tech companies and same, same in Europe. Um, there's some healthcare orientated stuff which which helps but yeah us is very dominated by by those few companies at the moment um and and arguably they could the rest of the the economy could deal with some better stimulus and i think the the election kind of just delays that and uh, and whether it's a smooth um transfer of power if biden does win that that's another thing altogether 
Yeah, no, quite. I think it's, it's Donald Trump for his for his sins, of which he I'm sure has many. He he has had a very loose monetary policy over in, in the states, and it has it certainly helped drive that growth in in share price that we've seen over the last few years, hasn't it? Um, and I don't think Biden will be quite so friendly to business as you as you describe. Yeah, and I, th- I think there'll be less share buybacks, which generate um, a lot of that share price growth as well going forward. So, um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't mean completely rotate out of US stocks, um, but they've, they've been relatively on relative terms expensive. And I think there's, there's just maybe some extra headwind coming there. But again, if you're diversified, it shouldn't matter too much. But equally, if you've been riding along... Uh, or jumping on the bandwagon with certain uh, investment strategies, then um, maybe time to think about other things as well. Maybe rotate into um, into European equity. Tim, what do you reckon with that, with Brexit coming up? Good God. Um, yeah, well... Segway, I'm sure you'll agree. Sorry? <laughs> Seamless segue, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. you'll agree. Yeah, thanks for that, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I was going to mention that this, this week, bringing Brexit back into the focus, I think in the UK particularly, there's a bit of COVID fatigue, um, particularly market-wise, people are more interested, I think, on uh, on Brexit than COVID, um, particularly in the UK, I think. This week, we're going to have a round of negotiations, whatever you call it, that, fighting, um, tug of war, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, and the mood has been described as being a little bit better than, uh, than it has been in the past. Um, I think it was last... Over the last couple of weeks, really, we've seen sterling fall off a cliff. Uh, as it was sort of the, I can't remember the percentage off the top of my head, but the, the, the chance of a no deal going through was more than 50%. Um, although I read this morning that actually the banks have put that, all the market slash banks, which are the same thing, um, have put it down to 40% now. So now it is more likely that a deal will um, come through. Um, and then, yeah, relating that to sterling, we've seen a nice. Well, a lot of volatility already this morning, bouncing that, bouncing certainly back up as a result of that. In terms of how then that impacts markets and things, typically um, a strong sterling hurts UK-based economy uh, or the UK um, biggest companies, um, mainly because the majority of their earnings come from overseas. So, um, you know, other foreign countries buying goods or services over here, they have to convert their currency into uh, UK pounds. Um, to, to, to do business with us, which obviously a strong pound would, would hurt them. So typically then that normally means a fall in, in, in FTSE 100, but actually I think I've read something this morning on um, HSBC and had some quite good grounds over in China. Um, so that boosted, boosted the market. Um, but again, it's just for the daily stuff as we take rather than the broader picture I'm, I'm talking about here. Um, but yeah, just another, another week of uh, progress, hopefully, um, a little bit more confidence coming back um into us versus the block as it were uh, yeah, yeah. Well, sterling generally is still fairly cheap though isn't it uh, yeah. if you take a, a, a you know historic view on the matter yeah for sure for sure it is i mean yeah, i'm talking sort of month-to-month basis it's it's it the last couple of months has fallen off massively um but yeah now now it's bounced back up i think well, the last month, sort of beginning of this month, as it um, as a result of sort of the COVID and the second scare and COVID, then people rushed to the dollars and uh, yen and that kind of thing. As a result, which then people obviously have to, you've got to sell one asset to buy another one. So people, uh, you know, a strong dollar then results in the falling of, of other bits and pieces of people moving out of those and going to what are perceived to be the, the safe having safe haven 
um, assets, such as the greenback, as it's called more quote, colloquially. Um, in the US, the UK definitely seems um, cheaper relative to, to other markets. If you if you're talking about, I mean, the US is back at three three on the on on the S and P. Talk of it going to three six, and we're UK wise is still considerably down on on previous highs. Yeah, still yeah. floating. And as you said earlier on, the S and P really. I've always said to well, not always, but recently to clients, the S and P is so heavily skewed towards tech and things. It's a bit of a yeah. It's a bit of a hard way, or you know, you can't really relate that to, um, to to the US economy on the whole. I mean, it's, it's always that Wall Street versus Main Street thing, isn't it? Uh, I think the Russell 2000 as an index of the US is a little bit more reflective of the country more broadly, because, as you say, I mean, on the, it'd be interesting to do a little bit more research on how the, those fan companies, um, you know, really can, can sway the S and P. Just just those six companies or five companies, however many there are. I think people in 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 index funds are there's always been a a, an issue around I mean if you hold the FTSE you hold such a large allocation of HSBC for instance and I think those those indexes with the winners and losers at the moment are getting they're less representative and and therefore is it is it still the best place to be putting your money yeah yeah it's interesting you see that um, chart that shows that um, the Apple market cap is now the same as the UK GDP. Yeah. Which is extraordinary. <laughs> anyway, right. So Brexit's going to happen is, is, is what we're hoping. And Sterling, Sterling gets a little bit more expensive if it does. Yeah. yeah. Quick, quick bit from me to see on COVID. It seems like um, that since last week, what's happened in COVID? Rishi said he's not going to do a budget, um, which is a shame because... That was weeks of material for this podcast in guessing what he was going to put into the budget and then analysing it once it came out. Um, so sadly, we can't do that, or at least they're going to be long forecasts now because I suspect the budget won't happen until March next year. Um, he's got rid of the furlough scheme and he's bringing in a new slightly peculiar scheme um, that is, that's, that's not impossible to understand, but it's not far off. But ultimately, I think you've got to work a third of your hours. If you work a third of your hours, your employer pays you 55% of your wages and the government will give you another 22%, um, which will work for some, but not for others. Um, so it's an interesting thing. Uh, people have different views on COVID as to whether or not we should be still locked down to the degree that we are or whether or not we should be allowed to move somewhat more freely. Here in Oxford, with all the students around, passing it to one another, I'm not sure whether through proximity um, or, or just through being in their halls. I, it's a tough thing, um, but I suspect that it's not going to get any easier uh, between now and, and, the, and the new year. Um, and with Brexit on the horizon as well, I think it will make for some fairly um, interesting economic and political moves over the course of the next few months. Um, but no one will know until we see them, I guess. So there we are. Thank you very much for joining us as ever. Um, I hope I hope that those wise words have, have given you something to think about from the other two, not not so much from me. Um, and look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye bye for now. <laughs>